Hello, and welcome to this <laughs> this episode of Say Something Interesting. This is the follow-up podcast from Eastlake Tri-Cities Church. My name is Megan, and with me is our teaching pastor, Brent. And What's I flubbed the opening. Up, everybody? <laughs> yeah, you had one job, Megan. That's all right. Come on. You can't be perfect all the time. We uh, we went tubing the other day in a boat. And, yeah, you told us about it. And, and did I tell you about the flagging, about that we got pulled over by the cops? Oh, no, you didn't tell me that. Because Grayson didn't raise the flag Uh-oh. when I was in the water. <laughs> so I'm in the water, and I didn't realize it because, you know, yeah. I just had taken a dive. And uh, all of a sudden, you hear, woo, woo, woo. And I look over, and the cops are flying towards us. <laughs> and uh, I'm like, hey, Troy, 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 there's the cops. And he's like, yeah. I know. And the cops get on there, and I go, make sure to put your flag up. And I'm like, geez, Grayson, one job. Come on, man. <laughs> One job. Keep your dad safe. Uh, Anyways, just made me think about that. How are you, friend? I'm good. Good. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Good. I'm doing good. Okay. It's uh, it's summertime. That's true. It is a weird week. It's a short week because it's, it's midweek yeah. holiday. So it's like it's work like today, Tuesday. off tomorrow. Yeah. So um, when we get done with this podcast, I'm in vacation mode for like two days, which is great. <laughs> uh, so it's good. I'm, yeah. I'm excited. Are you? Uh, f- did you buy some fireworks yet? <laughs> He asked me that because he already knows the answer to that question. <laughs> Spend all your money on the fireworks? Because um, he knows that I am, like other people he's spoken to recently, not a fan of neighborhood fireworks. I know. I know. Um, and yeah, so I've spent zero dollars on fireworks because I think that you'd it'd be better. Are you judging people right now? Oh, I hardcore judge people who set off neighborhood fireworks. You are judged by me. You don't have to do anything with that judgment, but you <laughs> are don't judged change by your me. Life, <laughs> like, but just so you know, I think less of you. Particularly when we have like one of the highest red flag warnings we've had in a while. It's like 100 degrees out right and now, And it's guys. been 100 degrees cool. for a week. And we have like fairly significant sustained winds. Yeah. So I don't know. Like I, I just personally, nope. I can't, I can't do that, and I couldn't justify doing that, and I couldn't justify like literally exploding thousands of dollars. <laughs> I just can't. I'm a no. <laughs> uh, my friend, my friend Corey just gave mm. me uh, a little late birthday present because he missed uh, missed it, uh, and it's one of those flamethrower things that you attach to a propane tank, <laughs> and you can light your you know brush on fire uh-huh. or start a fire with it. Yeah, yeah. And because uh, he knew he knew that in the house that we just moved into that there's a lot next door to ours that had like weeds oh, that were massively yeah, uh-huh. growing up, and he's uh-huh. like, "This is for your weeds next door." And I was like, "Man, that is a great way to burn everything down." Yeah, I like yeah. that's that's how things go wrong. Is people being like, you know what? I can't put up with these weeds. I'm gonna just burn the neighborhood down. Yeah, <laughs> this deal. So, so I don't know what I'm gonna do with it. I might use it. We'll see. I was gonna wait for like a rainy day and then maybe uh, go and try it. But yeah, don't do it now. I mentioned sure. it last night. We had some some of the the worship team over to the house, mm-hmm. and uh, Anne was there, and she mentioned that her husband used it to melt ice on their driveway oh interesting yeah which is great you know when like that yeah, spot yeah. where it gets way too hard you mm-hmm. missed you forgot to you know shovel it and then you drove over it 20 times and yep. now it's slot as a rock and i yep. said did it work and she's all no not really um <laughs> it didn't in small places but not as not as great as effective as he wanted it to but they also have young children at home so it's like you know it's a chance for dad to get out there play with some fire yeah. a little bit and have a little bit of a break so did it work i guess it probably depends uh, on who you ask yeah <laughs> He probably was like, yeah, we're great. Uh. Yeah. Hey, somebody caught me in the lobby this week and asked me, they said, I listened to your podcast this week and uh, uh, you said you're going to go see Asteroid City. And uh, did you go see it? And how was it? Is it oh, worth seeing in the yeah, theaters? Yeah. And so I just wanted to follow up on that and say it was good. It was, 
I, I told him already all of this, but uh, in case you're listening, if you like Wes Anderson, you're mm-hmm. going to like it. And if you don't like Wes Anderson stuff or don't know who he is, if you don't know who he is, then you're going to think it's quirky and what was that movie about? Yeah. And that's a great question. And <laughs> that's the, usually the question you walk away with. There's from a, Wes there's Anderson a movies. spot at the end of the movie where they all like chant something. <laughs> and my buddy that we went with, we did like a double date. Uh-huh. He was Googling afterwards this phrase in this movie and asking, <laughs> what do the actors think Wes Anderson meant when he said this this <laughs> phrase which i would even try to repeat but because i don't think it like gives anything away from the uh-huh. movie at all and like these actors didn't even know and it sounded like they were making stuff up <laughs> to try and help make sense of this movie uh-huh. if you've ever like read a book and be like what was that about i mean like i don't understand what they were trying yeah. to say and you're like trying to help the author like yeah. i think what you meant to say was yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or what you were saying here what's so funny is like most of the time those authors are those like filmmakers the point is for the audience to not understand. Yeah. Like that's like that's they're having the just as good of a point. time yeah. watching you <laughs> try and weasel your way into some they're sort like, of a I meaning and purpose. It meant, and they're like, nope. Not at all. <laughs> I wasn't even thinking about that. So uh, uh fine. It was fine. Yeah. I, I I like it. There are very few people who do artistry. Uh, to this point, especially in movie and directing and filmmaking, where the moment you turn something on, you know exactly who it is. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's one of them. He like is you, one of you them, You could yeah. watch that and be like, I know who this directed this. I know who wrote this. I know whose humor this is. Yeah. It's very, very dry humor. And I feel like Quentin Tarantino is one Tarantino of those Tarantino is one of directors those. as well. Um, I feel like Baz Luhrmann um, oh, yeah, is uh-huh. like that. Yep, yep, yep. Um, and I can tell Baz Luhrmann uh, like from the moment I turn yep. it on. Yep. Um, yeah, Wes Anderson. Anybody else that you can think of? I mean, Christopher mm. Nolan has got some, but there's so many I mean, people that do that Coen big drama thing. I mean, the Brothers things. a little bit. Okay. But not... It would take a little while, but I can yeah. see where you're going with that. Yeah. Yeah. They just Dude. have like the... I think the Coen Brothers isn't necessarily like the film look or feel, but like the way the humor plays yeah. within it. You're like, oh, I think this is a Coen Brothers. I think Adam Sandler had that for a while with some uh, of those movies. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Um, and I think it kind of faded a little bit, and now you're just not sure exactly what it is. But for a while there, it was like... <laughs> That Happy Gilmore, uh-huh. and Billy Madison, all of the Waterboy all had that sort of, you yep. could tell who the, I, I know that there might have been even different directors on those, but like yeah. that's an Adam Sandler movie. Like yeah, they have yeah, that, yeah. that feel mm-hmm. to them, you know what I mean? Um, yeah. What was, cool. uh, what was I going to say on that to piece too? So anyways, um, don't, yeah, I don't care. Go see in theaters, don't go see them, it doesn't matter. <laughs> but we did see a promo for oh. the Oppenheimer flick. That's coming out. That is about the Christopher Oppenheimer. Nolan? About the uh, yeah, about the the construction of the you know yeah, the, the bombs. That yeah, Nagasaki we and Hiroshima. So it's funny because you said we like you were. We. Sorry, <laughs> I'm saying we as a tricitian, as an almost lifelong tricitian <laughs> who at one point in a summer worked as a summer intern out in the area. <laughs> feel like i can okay, say we so can Megan. i say we because i've been on the b reactor tour like <laughs> no I... <laughs> no you paid to be there i got paid to be there i didn't get i didn't pay to be there okay well, somebody paid for you to be <laughs> that's there. fair uh... <laughs> and it looks amazing uh... and it looks like one that you definitely want to see and it opens and they're like we you know the germans were um, 18 months ahead of us in terms of building an atomic bomb mm-hmm. and we got to do this we got to we got to go build out in the middle of nowhere and we got to bring all the scientists all, to all these places. And uh, I'm sitting in the seat going, oh, there's going to be, did they film this here? And no, we didn't even know it. And no. then it's like signs of for Los Alamos. And you're like, oh, come on. Like, yeah. That's where all of the actual construction of the bomb was. I know. I understand that. <laughs> we just but made the uranium. In the Tri-Cities. Uh, in the Tri-Cities. It feels like 
we did all of the work no. <laughs> here. That's what it feels like. If you That's lived here. definitely the way. I will say we did the heavy lifting, the enriching of the uranium. Yeah. Is pretty dang heavy lifting. Yeah, I mean, and that to be to be fair to you, the way that like Tri Cities talks about yeah. that time, we were definitely for it. Fe- like we're gonna name our high school after. Yeah. it, by the way, <laughs> that definitely feels like the whole bomb was built here. Yeah, and all of the fancy scientists were here, and I mean, some of them were, but not the like big names. They were all in New Mexico or wherever yeah. it was. So I'm super yeah. excited to to watch this because <laughs> I think it will then. Probably, uh, probably pop a few bubbles about what I thought about the Tri Cities oh, yeah. and, and, and things, but then also kind of bring it in. Do you think reality. they'll talk about the Tri Cities? They at have all? to. They have to. Like, well, wasn't weren't there a couple places they enriched uranium for that? I don't. Or know. Or was it just Tri Cities? I don't know. I don't either. That's interesting. When I worked out there, it was still the largest plutonium enriched plutonium or uranium or whatever holding mm-hmm. site in the world. Yeah. And in history, and yeah. uh, and they had a SWAT team on the building and all that kind of stuff, and that's yeah. that's they've closed that down since then, so don't worry about it. But uh, <laughs> anyways, uh, yeah, it'll be fun. It'll be fun to see that. I'm sure I'll want to read. Like you remember Sorry, when um, there was a, a show that came out uh, about um, uh, blah, the, I have no idea. the meltdown. Sorry, I can't help you. What's the meltdown? Not Three in Mile Chernobyl? Island, but the other one. Chernobyl. When Chernobyl came yeah, out, you like. We're obsessed with that obsessed. show. Obsessed. I read like three books that were obsessed. <laughs> I, I'm planning on that for this Oppenheimer thing. As soon as the movie comes out, I'm be like, all right, I got to read up on this thing. Let's go. And I, and I live here. So like you can go see the reactor. You can go see some uh, of this stuff. So It is a really cool excited. tour. The I B think that there's going to be some like tourist is uh up uptick thing in in all of this when this movie comes out because it's going to be that good. So, uh, okay. Yeah, check it out. Man, you might be overselling this. I don't Particularly think so. Particularly for someone I don't who think so. hasn't seen it. Oh, uh, I don't think so. Christopher Nolan, wait, do you see? You need, you you need to I feel watch like I this trailer watched, tonight. Maybe I haven't watched the whole trailer, but I feel like I've watched a trailer. You know how they release different yeah, versions yeah, yeah. of it, uh-huh. too? This one was like an extended, obviously, uh, right before a movie, yeah, yeah, so it's like yeah. five minutes long instead yeah. of like 90 seconds long, right? Yeah. I think I've seen a shorter one. Okay. But yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, that's that's my kind of movie. I, I'm sure I, I will see it. Got so. history, got real yeah. life. You know that Korean War movie they made not that long ago? Um, about the like black pilot Korean War movie? No. Anyway, they filmed all of the aerial flight scenes over Wenatchee. Oh, really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. They did some Top Gun stuff uh, yeah. in our state as well. The, yeah. the new Top Gun was somewhere in the Cascades. Which, when they were filming it, I was like, ah! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's here. Yeah. Did you recognize it? Did <laughs> <No>. you... <laughs> Recognize the mountains? Uh, yeah. No, I did not. How was your week? It was pretty good. Yeah. Um, chill. Did some. Oh, I went on a couple field trips to different vineyards. Okay. Um, because we have like uh sensors out at different f- vineyards around the state to like capture um air quality for like smoke and things that happen. And so we like were going and checking and making sure that they were working. So I saw a bunch of vineyards in the Walla Walla area. And then a bunch of vineyards up like um, Mattawa, Royal City, um, like that part of that central, mid-central yeah. Washington. That's good. So, yeah. Are these Canada fires, are they affecting anything here at this point? Or no, is it still- those Canada fires are further east and all that smoke is going east. Okay. So we're, um, we're not, 
we don't really have i mean if you if we were being impacted by smoke you would probably know yeah um because the air would be awful got it um but yeah like when those kinds of things happen yeah it's nice to have the sensors and be like yep this is uh like the particle count and all that stuff so um but yeah there was a really cool vineyard like up north of walla walla that we went to that's like surrounded by wheat fields the dry name egg. please can you give us a name um, I, it's not like a i don't remember the name it's like d it's actually a, i don't remember the name of it if i'm being completely honest with you um but it's a vineyard it's not like a winery so oh, they don't okay, have it. like yeah, a yeah. place like for people. Yeah, it's just where they're where they grow their grapes. So like we went to the vineyards. We didn't go to the wineries exactly. Although some of them have wineries in uh, like where they're growing their grapes. But for the most part, we were in the wineries. Yeah. Um, and it was gorgeous. Um, just like and you have to drive on like a gravel road for like fifteen miles to get there. Um, so way out there. Cool pictures, I bet. Yeah, I got, I have a couple from that one. I'll show you. Yeah. Um, and yeah, just like it was, and it was kind of sunny, beautiful days. And so, um, yeah, it was fun to just go out and kind of see all over. That's awesome. Yeah. I, on Saturday, uh, we had a finally a day where there was nothing. I did nothing. (laughs) I walked my dog to the park. Nice. And, uh, I saw our friends, John and Leslie, out on their boat. Uh-huh. And I called them and I said, <laughs> and John didn't answer his phone, but I could see him standing up and taking his shirt off, getting the tube ready because uh-huh. they had some friends in town. Yeah. Then I called Leslie and she goes, is that you? And I and I was waving on the side of the beach, <laughs> kind of like Jesus on the side of the beach. Of course you would making use a, Jesus as your reference. Yeah, making a, <laughs> making a, a fire, come and have <laughs> breakfast with me. <laughs> But instead of come and have breakfast with me, it was come pick me up on yeah. the dock. Let me go out with you. I'm sure Genevieve would have loved that. She was with me. I know. She went on the boat she ride. She went on the boat with you? Yes. <laughs> Did she they like it? They pulled up to the dock. We jumped on. <laughs> we went out for one tube ride. I didn't I didn't have a swimsuit or anything. I, I yeah. didn't tube. I just watched somebody else yeah. get tube. He dropped me back off. I jumped off with the dog and we started walking up the deck. There was this little old couple that were watching the whole thing go down of this big giant pontoon boat come. Not even stop. Like, you know, pulled up alongside, <laughs> and as it's moving forward, I just jumped off yeah. with my dog and walked up the ramp. And the, you could tell they were looking at it like, what are we witnessing? What just yeah. happened here? And uh, it was great. It was awesome. Uh, and then I went home, and then I did absolutely nothing the whole day. I read. That sounds amazing. <laughs> it was pretty amazing. You guys have been going, like, full speed for a while, so. I, yeah. It was a day of, of just nothingness. That's good. And I'm London glad. got back from her Did Genevieve trip. like the boat ride? Um, yeah, she did fine. <laughs> I was so nervous that she'd take a dump all over yeah. like this nice new boat that they just got. I had a little plastic baggie in my pocket and I was like, please don't make me use this. Please yeah. don't make me use this. <laughs> and, uh, and she, she, she laid there and just tongue out yeah. like, as she does sideways, just tongue out on the ground and everybody's like, is she okay? Is she going to be all right? I'm like, oh yeah, she just, that's how she does things, man. That's what happens when you got no teeth in the front. <laughs> Nothing to hold that tongue in. Well, she's like getting up there, isn't she? She's 13, I think. Yeah. Yeah. For a wiener dog, that's pretty old. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Yeah. So. Oh, Genevieve. She's She's a special one. She's something. She's she's very special. (laughs) Very special. 
Uh, we uh, <laughs> continued our series on Sunday. We had friends back in town. It was yeah. just like the week of friends visiting. I know. I Chris saw... and Karen are, were here with their kids. Yeah. Uh, John you and Kristen Middleton's, Middleton's were yeah. here. Uh-huh. Um, it was just fun. And we had some new faces as well, which oh, was cool. kind of a wild deal. So we did this, um, just the one service because the holiday weekend. And so... Maybe that was it. It just felt like a kind of a full room and everything else. And we had yeah, people... I think maybe people had people in town. So That's, I... that could be it. Yeah, we had uh, one card come in that said it was a connect card. First time guest marked uh, that they were coming for crepes next door and uh, got sidetracked and made their way over here, <laughs> which is awesome. So instead of paying for coffee, we'll give you free coffee. Yeah. How does that sound? <laughs> got sidetracked. Yeah, we'll... I love that yeah. wordage of it. It was awesome. So. <laughs> We'll see if they come back or if we scared them off or I don't know. But um, that was fun. We yeah. continued our uh, irreligious series. We had uh, talked about an experience that Jesus had, a conversation that he had in Luke chapter 11 uh, with some of his disciples. And that was that is a bit confusing and a bit... Um, he begins to talk about the eye and if your eye is healthy, then your whole body's healthy. But if it's it's unhealthy, then your whole life's a mess. And the very last phrase of the whole thing was, see to it that the light uh, that is inside you isn't actually darkness. And that is a challenge, man. That is something that um, hopefully resonates with us and, and lives with us and goes, man, that is my job. Like I... I think that I have a f- pretty firm grasp on reality, and everybody does. You think that everything that you live in, you've got kind of the world figured out, and people figured out, and finances figured out, and you can go through, I don't know, a large percentage of your life where that reality works. And then every once in a while, something comes up, and then uh, unexpected loss, or a death of somebody that you love, or a sickness, or a financial thing, and you're going, man, my whole world is upended. And then you realize how less of a firm grasp on reality that you have, and mm-hmm. that you, you, we all believe a version of it, uh, but not maybe. We hopefully operate with the humility of saying, mm-hmm. um, "I have to operate somehow, so I'm going to move forward with this vision of reality." But I'm also open to I have I'm generous with what could be that beyond this, and th- yeah. that I think is the generosity piece that Jesus is trying to say. In if your eye is generous, if it's healthy, if it's if it's like open to what could be, um, then your whole body's you're in a better position in life. And if it's kind of stingy, and if it's kind of like no, no, I I have no ground for anything that doesn't match up to my version of reality. He's like, I don't know, maybe watch out for that. Maybe that could be light that's actually darkness, and that's mm-hmm. not a not a great way to kind of go through life. And the lens in which that works with the irreligious and labels piece um, has been oftentimes we want to be. Uh, we prefer the label of irreligious, or some of us do, because it feels safer and it feels like I think I know what religious means, and um, I don't want to be that, or I don't want to, I don't want to be, I, I don't see reality in the same way that people who define uh, religious as I see it, uh, the definition seen fit, uh, in the same way, and um, so therefore I opt out uh, of that, and maybe that's, maybe it's something to rethink, maybe it's something to be like, I don't know. Um, Let's be let's be open and let's be generous on it. So that was the kind of the the whole. If I could reword it and rephrase it in thirty <laughs> seconds or less, or I don't know, probably more like ninety seconds or less, <laughs> that would be my phrasing of it. But uh, what uh, what stood out to you? Yeah, I mean, I kept thinking of that phrase like strong opinions loosely held, um, because I think you you have to have a, an opinion, you have to have a worldview, you have to have a way you're going to operate, a lens you're going to look through life on, but. If you're holding too tightly to that, that's where, and maybe that's where something light can turn into darkness, right? Like maybe it started out as a good, true, honest something 
Um, but because you're holding on so tightly to it, it's become this darkness within you that doesn't let you see the light that is there. Mm-hmm. Um, and it doesn't let God show you different ways and new paths as you grow and as you change and as the world changes and as um, you're called into different aspects of what you're going to be asked to do in your life. Um, so I think that that's kind of what I kept thinking was like, um, we need to make sure that we're like, you need a way to operate, but you got to be willing to see it in a different way. And if I'm sitting on the other side of things and I'm listening to this and maybe this is you and you sat there on Sunday or whatever, and you listen to it and you, and there's something within you that's like, yeah, but what about, but what about my guess is that the card that you're going to play or the card that is like, where's the conviction then? Right. Um, because strong opinions with a strong conviction to see these things through, if if we kind of waver and if we're not if we're not like firm on what we believe or our definition of reality, then um, then it does feel like a lack of conviction. Lack of conviction feels flimsy and it feels like I'm blown by the winds. Or there's all those verses about mm-hmm. if you're not you know stand for nothing, you know that kind of thing. Like you fall for everything. That's not a verse, but that's a a, a, <laughs> a phrase or a quote yeah, or whatever. Uh-huh. Um, but um, yeah, and, I think and, that's from Hamilton. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he came up. Uh, came Probably up didn't come it, up but, from, but it is in Hamilton. Yeah, way to go. Um, <laughs> but and and I get that, and I think even in that, like, there's you you'd have to go into. I like that strong convictions, loosely held, but like to some degree operating I with con, with a conviction of. I've got values, I've got something, mm-hmm. I've got something I'm going for, but there's also conviction, yes, humility. Those would be the two things you'd be like, I need both. There's a tension that exists in mm-hmm. that of, I want to have conviction in my life to do what I know I, I ought to do and and I feel compelled to do. But also with a grain of humility that goes, I might be wrong on it too. Yeah. And well, and like you can't, I think if you're holding too tightly to that conviction, you lose the opportunity to see the human sitting across from you yeah, yeah. in whatever situation it is you're going to end up being in. And I think we are called over and over and over to see the human that we exist with, to see the humans that we are around and to be open, to have our eyes open, have our eyes generous to the other people who are going to impact that and who are going to be part of our life. And I think when you hold on too tightly to something that you think is true and real and is the only way you cut yourself off from being able to actually have real relationships with people. Yeah. And I think the important part about this phrase too is reminding that it comes within a larger context of him, of Jesus having a conversation about the sign of Jonah and people always wanting a sign, always wanting something for themselves. And then really in that end of that first paragraph that I just kind of talked through, I didn't read through, um, how hard it is for people to repent. That he says the Ninevites look at all the rest of us and and have judgments and concerns because they repented or theoretically repented with very little to go off of. And we are mired so deeply into our own thoughts that repentance is really hard for us. Yeah. And he's like, listen, um, to have something to be wrong about and to change your position on that is really hard to do because Mm -hmm. that light, that that, that darkness feels like it's very, very light. Like it's... Like I can feel strongly about this, really hard, and then and then to realize maybe I'm wrong in this. Like it's it he's he's recognizing the human condition that is we are not people who easily repent, yeah, uh, and easily change our minds about something like that. 
Yeah. And that's the other part. Like if you're holding too tightly, you also don't allow God to show you where you are wrong or where you need to repent or where you need to grow. You're cutting yourself off from that as well. Yeah. It's that isolation, right? I'm I'm so convinced of my own rightness mm-hmm. that I can't hear anything from any of the people around me or from God, right? Yeah. I'm isolated myself into this little silo of what I know, in quotes, um, quote unquote, what I know is true, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it stops people from being able to change your heart for good, right? Yep. Um, I'm not saying don't have convictions or don't hold on to things you know are true or morals or whatever you have. It's just like, there's also opportunity to grow when you allow yourself to see different versions. Can I also be open to challenges yeah. to the things that I'm convinced of, right? Because yeah. sometimes you think I'm so convinced of this and I have such strong conviction. It's not even worth me hearing the other side of something. It's not even worth me exploring that or reading some of, you know, some other takes on that because mm-hmm. it's a waste of my time and I don't, you know, I don't want to waste time. And, um, but if I, if, if there is in within me a sense that maybe I'm wrong on this, I, I hold the humility, the, the grain of humility. It's like, I have conviction, but I also have humility. Perhaps I can read on the other side mm-hmm. or look or watch or think through or be in the other shoes of somebody else or have conversations with, yep. uh, or have grace towards people who think differently yep. than me on this mm-hmm. and allow them space in my life to continue to exist and speak life to me, even though we disagree on something. Yep. I don't know what it is, yep. but you know. It's big. It's good. Yeah. Anything else to sit out? That was it for me. Good. All right. I don't know why I wrote this, but I wrote gospel equals good news. I think at the beginning you were talking about being called to like speak something you know is true. Well, I had that Tim Keller quote at the very beginning. That's probably what it was. A sure sign that you don't fully understand the gospel is the certainty that you do. (laughs) So (laughs) I've got this all figured out. No, I think it was the like when you know a good deal like you're going to shout it out. Oh, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. And so... The, the, the stronger, the better yeah. the value of something, the yeah, more yeah, apt yeah, you are yeah. to go yeah, and yeah. say something about it. You know, you never did actually finish your vomiting story. I know. That was the first <laughs> thing. Tom and Anna Manley came up right after. I, I hadn't even, even taken off my mic yet. She comes up and goes, so did you puke or what? I thought I, I, thought I nope. finished the story. Nope, I never didn't. puked in either equation. I'm what? very proud of it. Wow. Never puked in the car. And never puked in uh, at the wedding either. Now, here's the deal. <laughs> I I don't know about you, but I can get to the point where um, if I'm feeling gross and I want to puke, I can make, I can puke. You okay. know what I mean? Like I can, I'm not like, that's not the end of the rope. If, I, if I'm like, I just, I feel gross and I want to feel better because you all, who doesn't feel better? Like yeah, I for at least a minute after you puke. And, absolutely hate puking. Do you? Oh. Yeah. I I love it so much. I enjoy it. No, I remind myself how good I feel after I do. Oh yeah, and that's that's when you're like, let's just get it over with. Let's just go yeah. for it. You know what I mean? And no. I don't need to like, you know, shove my finger down my throat or anything like that. I can just be like, all right, let's go, and yeah. just puke. Might not be a lot, but it's it's something. And I think with that, then I can also hold it in uh, quite a while. Okay, okay. But I'm telling you, both of those times, I remember. <laughs> viscerally viscerally remember feeling like this is the end this is it this is where i embarrass myself my family my parents oh just gonna have a reputation yeah this is not coming out of this the seats in this car how do you tell somebody Uh, that you're sick in their car um, oh i I get motion sick so i'm pretty good at telling people i'm sick in your car yeah i should have i should have been like hey guys 
I need yeah. a window. I need to be close to a window because I don't want to ruin this yeah. for you. I, yeah, I am pretty good at being like, um, I'm getting motion sick. Yeah. We need to pull over or move or change the temperature or. Uh, or all of the or above. Or all of the above. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. I, and I threw up in, I've thrown up in mini cars because I get motion sick. So yeah, we had a, uh, this is maybe too gross, but I threw up once in our car. It was like our van and the, one of the back seat belts never exactly worked the same after that. Oh, so. <laughs> terrible. Uh, so bad. Uh. So bad. <laughs> Uh, worst place uh, you've ever puked. Go. Most uh, awkward. Lame. Most awkward. We, like, like just like oh my gosh, can you believe it? I, this is where I puked. Probably the car. But your family car that you yeah. guys drive every day. But I, it's pretty I bad. genuinely hate puking though. So like, I will do a lot to not yeah. puke. Um, but yeah, I think the worst place I puked is the car. So I uh, used to get migraines more often than I currently do. Uh-huh. Actually, I think the car accident helped in that way, <laughs> which is super weird. But uh, when I get uh, really bad migraines, mm-hmm. th- then I can I might puke. Mm-hmm. I was in Vegas, uh, one of our first years going to Vegas. This was before um, even I. I don't even think I was drank at the time. I mean, there was nothing uh, as not drinking related. I, I swear to you, you might not believe me, but it wasn't. We were at Caesar's Palace, uh-huh. and I remember feeling gross. I had a headache. It wasn't going away. I'm trying to drink water, trying to take you know Tylenol, Advil, anything. Nothing's working. I have this when I go on vacations. I've mentioned this before to you. First day of vacations are always rough for me. Like the body just kind of like whatever. So I remember being in Caesar's Palace, laying on the floor in one of the bathrooms in like a fetal position, just feeling so awful. And uh, and then going outside, we were walking back and I was like, I got to go back to the hotel, guys. I'm, I'm just like, I, I need to be done. And only making it to the fountains oh, no. at Caesar's Palace. Oh, and no. then puking all over the fountains. Oh, in the, no. In the grass. I didn't go in the water. Oh, okay, good. But like in the grass. But then having every... It was just like 11 o'clock at night oh, on a everybody Friday. everybody is walking and by. Everybody's watching and cheering, <laughs> honking the horn, going, yeah, dude, get it. Get it, bro. Drunk. And I'm like, <laughs> if you only knew... I'm a youth pastor to church. I've signed a contract that says I won't drink. It has nothing to do with anything. I just feel awful, you guys. It was that was pretty bad. And we still talk about bad. it. We still like almost every year when, when we you walk, walk by the by fountains, we're like, "Hey, man, remember when you fed those those bushes over there?" Yeah. <laughs> That's so great. Okay, uh, let's jump into our something let's interesting. Let's do it. All right, you open, so I get to go first. That's right. Kyla and I found uh, a fantastic new show that's oh. free, guys. Oh. Uh, if you have Amazon Prime, it's free with that, but it's also on freevee.com. Freevee, oh. F-R-E-E-V-E-E.com. Anyways, uh, it's a show called Jury Duty, and I had heard about oh, it. Oh, I've heard about this. And uh, then when Kylie was on Jury Duty, I remembered thinking, when, <laughs> we have to watch this now because you just experienced this in real life. And the concept of the show is brilliant. Um, they film as if they're doing a documentary on a judge's kind of, this is his 30-year career coming to an end. This is his last trial. We're going to be filming this like a documentary. And so there's no there's expectations that there's cameras in the courtroom and all that kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah, but it's not, it's all like actors, it's right? It's all actors. Yeah, Everyone's yeah. actors except for one of the persons yep. uh, involved on the jury duty. And he's great. He's just a really nice guy that you just kind of, start to like as a person <laughs> and they do the most wacky out of out of character all these kind of things it doesn't start off weird but like then the weirdness kind of comes out but then he's got relationship with these people so 
you know, at some at a couple of points so far, we're only like four episodes in. He's like, I can't believe this is like real, you know, and you can kind of see him. <laughs> but the actors are so good. They're so good at their roles and their stuff. And and um, so everything's kind of happening all around him and he's just going along with it. He becomes the four person for the jury. Um, <laughs> they get sequestered because oh, no. James Marsden is, you know who that is? <laughs> yeah, I do. He's one of the jury, jury candidates. Oh, no. And so he wants out so badly that he calls in paparazzi to kind of come and make a scene oh. and make it be like, I can't serve on this jury because mm-hmm. obviously I bring too much attention to this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the judge is like, no, 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 you're not getting off that easy. We'll, we'll sequester the jury. <laughs> And so they're out, no family, no contact, no cell phones for seven days. Oh my God. It's so good, Megan. <laughs> it's really, really good. There's a couple of characters on there that like remind us of people. That oh, is, yeah. <laughs> that is so great. <laughs> uh, so I mm. highly recommend. They're 30 minute episodes, and I think there's like eight of them. Yeah. And uh, I hope they make more seasons. Although I don't know that you could anymore. Anymore. I mean, yeah. unless they haven't seen it. That was the problem, like the Impractical Jokers yeah, yeah, got yeah. on. They got too famous, too big yeah. that they're like, we can't fool anybody anymore. Yeah, those are the kind of shows where you have to film like 13 of them. Yeah. Before you release them. Before any. you release them. Yeah. 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 So uh it's it's brilliant. It's a great concept and <laughs> fantastic execution so far. Mm. And uh, talking about a reversal of reality in, in our series about this is what I think is real uh-huh. and then all of a sudden nothing's real. I yeah. cannot wait for the big reveal for him <laughs> and then him to be like, So all of this was just uh, just a freaking joke. Oh man. Yeah, I hope so he gets great. paid really well. I hope so too. I'm sure he did. <laughs> Otherwise, why would you sign off? Because I'm sure you can't sign off until later. Yeah. <laughs> afterwards, and be like, "Are you okay if we show this and embarrass you?" And you're like, um, "How much money are For you going much? to give me?" Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Uh, All right, what do you got? What's your something interesting? Um, I just have some weird facts. Okay. Are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Um, armadillo shells are bulletproof. False. Did you know that? Oh, you are, these! I thought you were playing true or false. No, no, no. That's true. That's true. Holy smokes! So, in fact, one Texas man was hospitalized when a bullet shot at an armadillo, ricocheted off the animal, and hit him in the jaw. That's totally true. Animal tidbit. Wow. <laughs> I bet it's an angle thing too. But um, did you also? This one is pretty well known. But peanuts aren't actually nuts. They're legumes. They're legumes. Yeah. yeah. Um, oh, this is a cool one. The Windy City, Chicago, is not named that because of its weather. Oh, did you know that? No, why is it named Windy it, City? Then? If you live in Chicago, you might know this, but the nickname was coined by a 19th century journalist who were referring to the fact that the residents are windbags or and full of hot air. No way, yep. are you serious? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, um, oh, Samsung has a phone durability butt shaped robot. So they have a robot when they're like testing their phone's durability. Oh. They have a robot that's like sit a human and butt see. and then they have it sit on the phone for extended periods of time to see how well it does. Yeah. Um, I'm glad we're not paying people to do that. <laughs> um, Johnny Appleseed did not eat edible or did not plant edible apples. Did you know that? No. Yeah. They were like small. They were like crab tree apples or for apple cider apples. That's what they were for. Oh. It was for hard apple cider. Um, but yeah, they were kind of bitter. They were not for um, people's enjoyment. Um, do you know what a beefalo is, Brent? Uh, it sounds like a buffalo, but uh, half beef, half cow, yep. half buffalo. Yep, yep, yep. Half cow, half bison. <laughs> I just pulled that out. That was great. 
All right. I'm crushing um, this, by the way. Other is, than the armadillo one. Yeah, the there is one letter that does not appear in any U.S. state name. Do you know what it is? Uh, yes. It's going to be any state name, correct? Uh-huh. Q? Q. Yep. Yep. That's a good one. Um, apparently, the first oranges were green and not orange. Wow. They were named something else then, I'm I guess. Assuming. I don't know. It was like a tangerine pomelo hybrid in Southeast Asia, and they were green. Yeah. And they were called limes. <laughs> and they're very citrusy. <laughs> they're not called limes. Um, oh, um, McDonald's once made a bubblegum flavored broccoli. Uh, is that like a foreign one? Because I feel like Maybe. all like, the foreign McDonald's have like weird, weird no, stuff. No, I think it. Um, I think maybe it was just like a tester one. Like it didn't ever get put on. I'm pretty sure they tried doing pizza once too. Oh, that kind of makes sense. Yeah, it didn't work out. Um. Ooh. Um. Professional athletes. Um. Before they made millions and millions of dollars, used to perform in vaudeville during the off season. <laughs> really? Yeah. So they were like actors and professional athletes. Um, and um, I'll end with this one. Um, lemons float, but limes sink. Really? Yeah. They're like a, they're just enough difference in density. Interesting. The two of them. Which is funny because yeah, limes, limes are smaller. Are, but yeah, they're but they're more dense though. Yeah. Even mm-hmm. when you cut them up, you can t- kind of yep, tell. Yep. So mm, crazy. There's some Fun. random trivia for you all. Great. And I think that's it. Have a happy fourth, Megan. Yeah, you too. I'd say that to everybody here, but you're probably listening to this on the fifth or whatever. So I <laughs> uh, hope you still uh, have all your fingers and toes uh, and all of the things and yep, survived and a house and, <laughs> and feel very, very judged about Megan's uh, earlier comments about I, it because now you can't change it. So I, you've already let them off. stand by those comments. <laughs> have a good week, everybody. We are back with mm. part four of our irreligious series uh, you on Sunday at 9, 15, and 10, 30, back to two services. Yep. However, next week, we will not be doing a podcast because I will be camping and you will be... In Camino Island. Yes, uh, dunking for uh, limes uh, or, <laughs> I don't know, doing something fun. Good. Hanging out with my fam. All right, talk to you later, guys. Bye.